0: Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Matt Smith. Hey everyone, Matt Smith here, Matt Smith Real Estate Group, all or nothing in real estate. I was going through some old content and found some great trainings that I'd done in the past that I wanted to share with you. So stay tuned. There's going to be some great content and it will reference some other things because we did do it in the past, but it's such great content. I wanted to share it with you all to make sure you had it. So stay tuned and enjoy the episode. I'm going to start with a little bit about who I am, where I come from, a little bit of my story, and then we're going to dive into some actionable items that you guys can take away to dominate um, in your market. So um, I'm going to take you back on a journey uh, when I first before I got into real estate. So. My story starts as a very humble beginning. I graduated from a high school that had less than 30 kids in its class. um, And the school has not gotten any bigger. Um, It's still a very, very small town. We didn't even have a stoplight. So that's where I grew up. That's where I grew up from. Um, Met the girl of my dreams, who is now my wife. Um, We had a child together. Um, I was not in real estate. I was struggling job to job, trying to find what it is that was my passion. I stumbled into this cool thing called real estate. Um, and we had our first child and I got my license and everything was great, except for they forgot to tell me in real estate school, you don't get paid the first day you get your license. It's a process, right? Anybody else forget that day of of real estate class? Yeah. So, um, that's important to note because during that time we had just had our first child and we were struggling financially. And so, I share this to let you guys know, to hopefully give you some hope and inspiration. When I say struggling financially, I mean, we had three months of electric bills sitting on our counter. We couldn't pay. I mean, my uncle came home to visit my five-week-old daughter, um, came to visit uh, from the hospital, and he opened the fridge, looked in the fridge. I'll never forget it. And pardon my language, but he looked in the fridge and he came to me and said, what in the fuck are you doing? And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, there is no food in your fridge and I seen your electric bills on the counter. What are you doing? So, man, I'm doing what I can. I got diapers, I got formula, that's all I can afford. Right, so that's where I come from. In the middle of that, a week later, um, we, I'll fast forward through the story. Um, A week, during that week, five to six weeks of my daughter's life, there was a lot of hospital complications. Um, led my wife into being in the hospital and bedridden for a week. She had not one surgery, but two surgeries within two days. That second surgery was an emergency surgery. She got an infection from that surgery and we were, our routine was me and my five week old daughter. I was Mr. Mom at home trying to start this real estate career. We're broke all of these things going on. And I remember distinctly carrying my six week old daughter into the hospital, just like we did as our daily routine just to support my wife and walked in and I opened the door and a doctor stopped it, put his foot against the door and stopped it and said, you can't come in here. He comes out. He's dressed in what only thing I can describe as a hazmat suit. I'm like, what is going on? Keep in mind, I'm holding my six week old daughter. He says, I'm sorry. I have bad news. I can't let you in. Uh, bullshit. I'm getting in there one way or another. I'm getting in. Right. So I convinced him to let me in. I had to put on a suit, but come to find out the reason he wouldn't let me in is, is because he said, I kind of blacked out at this point, to be honest. I don't remember this very clearly, but the what truly happened was the doctor told me the bad news is that I will let you in because you need to say your goodbyes to your wife. She has 24 hours to live. I'm holding my six-week-old daughter, our first child, and I have to go in there put on a brave face so that she can say her goodbyes to her six-week-old daughter. Fortunately, fast forward, They found medicine, she's cured, she's healthy, everything's great. But I tell you that to let you know that a lot of people think that people that are successful have were born with something different. They were born with a silver spoon. What I've come to realize is that the people that truly accomplish great things in this world, they're just not afraid to overcome. They're not afraid to keep fighting and not take no for an answer. And so all of that being said to now I jump into real estate. I'm very, very successful. My first year, I sold uh, 75 houses. My first year in real estate, won rookie of the year, all kinds of awards started growing very, very quickly. Cause I didn't have a choice. Like when you're at the hospital room and you're at that pivotal moment in life, you have a choice to make. Like I've got to make this real estate thing work. I don't, I'm not going back. Right. My life, my wife was given a second chance. I'm not gonna waste it. So fast forward, first year, 74, 74 75 closings. Um, and then I wanted to build this cool thing called a real estate team. In my market, nobody had ever done that before. Um, and my broker at the time didn't like it because I had outsold him. I was taking awards from him. It just wasn't a good fit. So he kicks me out of his office, steals hundreds of thousands of dollars from me, takes all my listings, I start over from absolute zero. Same thing, I build up a team. I go from zero to 200 closings my first year. Decide I want to join this cool company called EXP Realty and stop paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for no reason. All of these things were blessings in my life. Maybe I didn't realize it at the time, but I would not have what I have. I would not be who I am. I would not be have the successes that I have in my life without these struggles, without these roadblocks, if you will. We worked in my basement on my ping pong table. And so part of my story that I spoke to an uh, amazing group of leaders. Uh, The Chet Black Live event in Tahoe was it was how do we go from your basement to rank number eight in the nation? And so all of that story, literally in eight years, that's an eight year story to today. We are ranked number eight in the nation, according to Real Trends, number one in the state of Missouri. And so I share that for inspiration to you. I don't share that to tell you how good I am. I share that to let you know that all that you have to do is be able to overcome in this life and you can accomplish anything. We all have a story. We all have things we have to overcome, but don't let that knock you down. If you really truly realize that, and you have the mentality and the mindset that these things happen for me and not to me. Now you can actually do something with those, right? So like I said, it's all about what you can do to overcome. So why is that important to real estate? Does anybody think that this new real estate market is something we're going to have to overcome? It's for those of you that are newer in the room, you've got an unfair advantage. I'll just let you that know that right now, because if you've been in the business for longer than a year, you've had it way too easy. You have had the best year of real estate. If if you're if you're licensed the last two years, you've had the best two years of your life because of what you did wrong, but more importantly, because of what you did right. But more importantly, in spite of what you did wrong because of the market, the market dictated the agent's success the last two years. And that is not going to continue. So how are we going to overcome this market? How are we going to be out in front of this market? And if you're not looking at it through the lens of how do I, how can I overcome this market? Then you will become a victim. National Association of Realtors predicts 30% That's one third, guys. 30% of real estate agents will not be licensed in the next 12 months. We are going to lose a third of our agent population according to a National Association of Realtors. Look around the room. Do you want a third of you to disappear? Or do you guys want to adapt and overcome? All right, let's break down how we do that. So I'm going to start with... Something super, super simple. It's called the five steps of productivity. And if you have something to take notes, you should write these down. This will help you become productive no matter where you are in your life. Step number one is training. Does Jim do a good job at giving you guys training? Yeah. I assume so. The problem is true training doesn't happen in the classroom. Where does true training happen? On the job. On the job. Right, it happens on the field. Thank, who, raise your hand if you want to be paid like a pro athlete. Come on, I need more than that. Raise your hand if you want to be paid like a pro athlete. There we go. You better start acting like one. What do pro athletes do every single day? Practice. They practice. Raise your hand if you, if you practice, if you script and role play every single day and prospect every single day without fail. Raise your hand. Be honest. How can you expect to be paid like a pro athlete if you don't act like one? True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Number two, step one is training. Number two is action. All the training in the world won't make you successful. You can have the best playbook, the best scripts, the best training, but if you don't apply that, it is irrelevant. I remember in high school, That are written on the walls. Knowledge is power. They were wrong. The implementation of knowledge is power. Knowledge without action is useless. I don't care what you know. Do you guys know anybody that overthinks that they get stuck in the, it has to be perfect before they act. Don't do that. Action. Imperfect action makes perfect inaction every single time. You know how I had success in my first year in business? I didn't have any scripts. I didn't have anything. I just had zero options. I am not going to let my family down. I am not going to have more bills that I can't pay. I'm not going to have an empty fridge for my family. I had zero options. You know how I learned? I learned by taking action. I didn't have no training. Seriously, guys, you are, I want you to understand the environment and the opportunity that you have. My training, literally, I got my license. I went to my broker. He said, here's a real estate, residential real estate contract. I want you to read through it. I'll be back in two weeks from my beach vacation. And then we'll talk about training. I didn't have two weeks. When he came back, I had five contracts. I said, I don't know if I filled these out right, but here you go. What do I do next? Do you guys, Would you guys be willing to do that? Take that action and make those mistakes and be willing to fail forward? Are you going to wait for them to come back and tell you what to do? It's about the action, right? I got my own training by taking action. Number three, this should probably sound familiar from what I understand your theme is today. Accountability. Guys, this is the most important one in my opinion. I know a lot of people that have training. I know a lot of people that take a lot of action. But there's not a lot of people that want accountability. Let's go back to the pro athlete. Average people run away from accountability. Extraordinary people run towards it. The higher that you are willing to be held accountable at the highest level is a direct reflection of your paycheck. Are you willing to be held accountable to the level of your paycheck? Because if you if you tell Jim, you know what, Jim, I want you to hold me accountable at an even higher level. I want you to make sure that I role play every single day. I want you to make sure that I prospect a minimum hour, two hours, make my contacts, whatever it is that you guys are tracking every single day. Hold me accountable to that. You know why accountability is so important? Because most people do accountability the wrong way. Has anybody ever heard the word accountability and they think negative thoughts? To Be honest. We all do. When we're kids, what happens? Our parents teach us accountability the wrong way. Most of them. We just do it because I said so. Right. If you don't do it, you get you get spankings or whatever. I know that we don't do that these days, but um, you get the point. Right. Is that account- most people have been condemned through accountability. But my definition of accountability, and I want you guys to write this down. Is the highest form of love you can show an individual. Does anybody have that coach, that person, that mentor from their childhood that they have today, any point in their life, that when they need the hard truth, they call that person? Raise your hand if you have that person in your life. You think that person, is that person holding you accountable? They're holding you accountable because they love you. Accountability is not a bad thing. Champions run towards accountability. You seek more accountability in your life and your life will change. Step four is skill building. You're going to have all the training in the world. If you don't take the action, you're not willing to be held accountable to that action. You're not going to build the skills necessary to dominate, especially in this changing market. Number five is recommit. I don't know if you guys, how you do your goal setting, how you do any of that, but I'm gonna ask you to change your language internally to yourself. I don't use the word goals. It does not exist in my vocabulary. I make commitments. And I keep promises I make to myself. I keep promises I make to my family. I keep promises I make to my team. One of the most powerful ways to do that is by public declaration. How many how many of you raise your hand if you've wanted to be healthy before getting the gym and getting shape? We all have at one point or another, right? Whether it's add muscle, lose fat, whatever. We've all we've all wanted to be healthier at one point in time. Are you more likely to show up to the gym if you have a workout buddy there going with you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely you are. Every single time. So who is your accountability buddy for real estate? Who is that person that you can make those commitments to? You can declare publicly that will hold you accountable because they love you and want you to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Who is that person in your life? You need to find them. And if you don't, if you have that person, you need to be that person for someone else. That's how you can grow a true organization. You can create an organization of accountability. And when you, I'm telling you, when you have accountability and people want accountability in an environment... It can lead to what my team has done. My average agent last year that was on the team all year sold 53 homes. That was average. I had a first year lady that sold over hundred homes, but you know what she did her first 90 days, every single day, she called me and said, here's my daily tracker. Here's what I did today. Can you please help me be better for 90 days? Here's what I did. Here's what I didn't do. Can you help me narrow the gap to be better? She's a champion because she asked for accountability. All right. Um, another thing uh, with accountability, it's the highest form of love that you can show an individual. But how do you hold somebody accountable the right way? You hold somebody accountable the right way by observing. You guys should write this down observing or noticing without judgment. And you should circle and underline without judgment. Too many people are scared of accountability because they don't want to be judged. To hold somebody accountable the right way, you observe or notice without judgment. It is their commitments anyway. It's not yours. And you condemning them is not going to help them want to do more of it. You have to lead them through accountability through this thing I called self-discovery. You guys probably know this from your scripts with buyers or sellers. Sales is not about what you say. It's about what you ask. When you're holding somebody accountable, it's not about you telling them where they failed. It's asking them to find the gaps for themselves. Because when you see your own gaps and you discover that for yourself, it hits different. And now, once you own it, you can change it. All right, let's go back to the pro athlete. Does anybody know this guy named Tom Brady? Anybody heard of him before? Whether you like him or not, I'm kind of impartial. You have to respect him, right? Best of all time, without a doubt. 100%. So my coach, my friend, my mentor, John Chetblack, is friends with Heath Evans. Heath Evans won a Super Bowl right beside Tom Brady. He was a running back. He tells a story about why Tom Brady is great. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time because he's the first one to show up to the film room. He's the last one to leave, and he does not leave when he get, he does not stop when he gets that handoff. Perfect. He stops when he can't mess it up. Too many of us stop when we get it right. Keep going until you can't get it wrong. Literally, he would say, Heath Evans told Chap this, that it, working with Tom Brady was the most miserable but rewarding time of my life. He taught me how to become a champion. They would run the same play Hundreds of times over and over and over again. And every single time there was a critique. Oh, we need to be two centimeters to the left. You need to open your hands a little bit more. Oh, you were too close to the tackle this time. They ran it until they couldn't get it wrong. They didn't stop when they got it right. Uh, does anybody know who Tom Gro- or Tim Grover is? Tim Grover. If you if you don't, I highly recommend you look into him. Um, He's uh, he is the strength conditioning mental coach for another goat, Michael Jordan. Also, Kobe Bryant, also Dwayne Wade. Also, anybody else that's a pro athlete that is anybody special. They work with Tim Grover. This guy knows his stuff. Tim Grover, one of the best books I've ever read, read, uh, read is Relentless. I highly recommend you check it out made me think that I'm not psycho. There are other people that think like me. Um, but it's a great book. But in that book, there are people that ask him, hey, is Michael Jordan the most talented person of all time? And Tim laughs. Not even close. <laughs> Anybody know Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team? Do oh, yeah. you think he's the most talented? No. No, nope. then how come he's the best? You think Tom Brady, who was drafted. Shit. I don't even know, like a hundred and something. Do you think he was the most talented person? No. Nope, but these guys are getting hundreds of millions of dollars a year in the greatest of all time in their sport. Because not because of the talent, but because of the level they were willing to be held accountable. Think about that for a minute. You, you can either, there's two choices in life. You can be a victim or you can be a victor. The choice is yours. Are you one of those people that points and says, well, my sales are down. It's okay. It's because of the market. Or are you one of those people that say, you know what, this market, let's go back to the theme earlier. This market is happening for me, not to me. And because of this market and because 30% of real estate agents are going to be out of the business, that's going to provide more opportunity for me and my family. This is the biggest opportunity I've ever seen in real estate. Guys, for real, like I'm, I am so freaking excited for this new market. I'm a real estate coach. I run a team. Like I, I, I'm excited for this market. It was unsustainable for that market to happen. That market was unhealthy. This market we have right now, is just now becoming somewhat normal. Let's use that in your language too. If you're doing videos, you're talking to clients, don't talk about the crazy real estate market. The market isn't changing. The market's not crazy. The market is normalizing. And it needed to normalize because of this, this, and this, whatever's relevant to their situation. Was it normal for sellers to list their home and in two hours get 18 offers for a hundred thousand over asking price? Was that normal? Yeah. Not even close, but people are conditioned to think that was normal because that's what they remember recently is a 3% interest rate normal? No, not even close. So I want you to reframe your brain. If you can fix your mindset, you can fix anything guys. This is an opportunity. Will, will this market continue to get worse over the next six to 12 months? Yes or no. Yes. yes. It's going to give it way more challenging. Buckle up! I mean, that should excite you. The strong will survive. Does anybody know who uh, Bill Pipes is? Uh, yeah. So I have. I'm so messed up. I have three coaches in my life. John and Bill Pipes are are two of them. So Bill Pipes says that we are transitioning into a skill based market. Mm. How many people over the last two years, you don't have to admit it yourself if you don't want to, but it was you too. Is there an agent that we know that the deals just fell into their lap? They went out and showed one property, got it under contract, and now they hope that that's the new normal, (laughs) right? That's not normal. Why are we expecting that to happen again? So here's what Pipe said. The agent that's going to win, so there's 30% they're gonna be out. That leaves 70%. Of that 70%, 60% of those will maintain somewhat steady. Notice business as usual. They'll survive the market normalization, but there's gonna be 10% at the top. It's gonna thrive. That's going to use this as the biggest opportunity they've seen in their life in the real estate industry. And they're going to maximize this opportunity to change their life, to change their family forever. But it doesn't happen by accident. If you are going to have to, this is what I'm coaching my team through right now. And I got this directly from coach pipes. You're going to have to take three times the action to get half of the results. Three times the action for half the results, but that's temporary. If you don't do that, you could be the 30%. But if you're willing to do that on the other side of that rainbow is a life changing opportunity for you, your family, your team members, your organization. Because what happens to a market whenever, when markets change and shift, Let's go back to, I'm going all over the place here, guys, but there's a lot of stuff popping in my head. Let's go back to stock markets as an example. 2008, does anybody remember? 2008, recession, right? Number one, this is not 2008 2.0, not even close. Polar opposites. Only thing that's similar is we're in a recession. None of the other factors are even close to similar. Anyway, um, did you know that more millionaires were made Two thousand eight and two thousand nine than any other two years in the past fifty years in America. Wow, why? Why is that? Because people realize when there's change, there's opportunity, and they took advantage of it. Guys, you have that opportunity right now, but you have to maximize it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys a quote here. Most people quit doing what works because it works. Most people quit doing what works because it works. You guys heard of the real estate roller coaster? Uh, yeah. I love roller coasters. I'm an adrenaline junkie. The real estate roller coaster sucks. You get three deals under contract, you close them. Oh, shit. Now I don't have any money coming in for two months. What do I do? Right? You know why? It's because you prospected, you role played. You scripted, you did your presentations, you showed buyers consistently, you went on listing appointments consistently, whatever your, your tunnel vision is for your business. You did it consistently and then you stopped doing it because you got Have I ever done that before? Be honest, get comfortable. Guys, you can't get comfortable. Consistency wins. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears here. This is something that I talk to my team about all the time. Like, I, I, I've got little kids at home. Um, and one of the books that I read, uh, my daughter was Tortoise and the Hare. You guys know that story? Yes. Yeah. Who wins that race? Is it the guy that runs out as fast as he can, goes and takes a nap, takes a break? Or is it the guy that consistently puts one foot in front of the other? Consistency, Consist- Consistency is your key to freedom in this business. What are you doing consistently day in and day out? So here's an example. Literally, I told my team, I gave them permission and Jim may call me later and yell at me, but this is what I told my team. If you're going to make, let's put a number out there, 300 dials in a, in a week. That's your goal. That's it's an agent's goal. You're going to make 300 dials in a week and that's your goal. I would rather you cut that in half and do that consistently five days in a row versus come in one day and do 300. Yep. There's a cadence and follow up. There's the consistent messaging. You're actually dialing with intent. You're having the right conversations with the right people at the right times. Don't underestimate consistency. Guys, what's going to win in this changing market is the basics, the fundamentals win championships. Become a master. Go back to Tom Brady and Heath Evans example. Don't stop when you get it right, stop when you can't get it wrong. the nuances, the, the little subtleties in your scripts, the little subtleties in your presentation, that one more question that you ask over the phone, that makes all the difference in this normalizing market. We as real estate agents fall for shiny object syndrome way too often. Well, we want, we just need more leads. Anybody think they need more leads? Be honest, Jim's not looking. Do you guys feel you need more leads? Wow. Good job, Jim. Most markets right now, just so you know, I've got coaching clients that are lead, lead, flows down 50%. What do you think those clients are doing? Besides Freaking out, right? They're getting back to the basics. What, what is my cadence for the people that are already in my system? Like, I'd be willing to bet you guys have tens of thousands of people in your database to have access to. It's yeah. not just about that new lead that comes in tomorrow. Do you guys know what the average um, conversion time is on an online lead? 18 to 24 months. Yeah. So tell me how that new lead is so valuable when on average they close in two years on average, that means there's some that are four five, six years. Why is that new lead? The one that you're focused on the most. Don't get me wrong. Speed to lead. Developing that rapport is very important. Don't underestimate that. My point is we underestimate the people that are already in our system, that are already in our database, that already know us, that already like us, that already trust us. We underestimate the value of those people. And building those relationships with those people is how you're going to dominate this market. Anybody heard of influencer marketing? You guys ever seen that? There's a lot of celebrities doing it. You guys are celebrities in your own town. You just don't know it. You know who your influencers are? They can market for you, your past clients. If you do such a good job with that person that is in front of you, building that relationship, providing that value, they will be your influencer out in the field. When they go out to dinner with friends tonight, what do you think is the biggest thing on their life? The, The biggest thing in their life when they're buying or selling a home is buying or selling a home. We're fortunate to be in that business. If we can own the conversation when we're not there by the level of service that we provide, the phone will start ringing with people calling us. Guys, we closed, my team closed 767 homes last year. 400 of those called us. This stuff works. And when people call you, have you guys ever gotten a referral? Have you ever gotten a referral from a past client, from another agent, from somebody else that you know? They're way easier. This is how you get more of them. So I remember 12 months ago, I predicted to the team, to my team, I said, guys, this is coming to an end. Get ready. I said, there's two things that you need to take seriously right now to dominate over the next 24 months. And they haven't changed. Number one action. What action are you taking consistently on a daily basis? Guys, you, if you're not taking action, if you're getting ready to get ready, well, I don't know the perfect thing to say. It doesn't matter if you don't have anybody to say it to take action. You've got Jim, you've got support system, you've got other team members that can help you. If you get in, like, literally, I have a brand new agent that just started this week. She started calling her sphere of influence, right? That's what we do on day one. And she said, well, what do I say? Well, here's a script. Well, what do they say? What if they say this? I interrupted her. I said, it doesn't matter what they say. Here's what you say. You know what? That's a great question. Let me get with my team. I'll get that answer and get back to you. Don't be like any question in the world that you don't know the answer to. That's how you get that's that's how you dismiss that question without sounding stupid. And then you get an answer from somebody else. It's a resource. And now you're still a resource to them. But most of the time, whenever they ask those questions that they're just. They're really just trying to throw you off. They have their sales skepticism wall up. and Those questions aren't important. But we get stuck and we get fumbled on those questions we don't know the answer to. It's impossible for us to know everything about this business. I learned something new every day. So there's a freebie for you. All right, action and skills. Fundamentals win championships. I want to ask you guys, what are what do you guys feel are the fundamentals of real estate? All at once. Prospect. Prospecting. Cool. What else? Follow-up. Prospecting, follow up, what else? Like Documents, contracts, negotiations. Negotiations. So there's two ways to look at this. So um, I tell my agents I want them focusing on three things. I call them dollar productive activities. As an agent, you only get paid to do three things, prospecting, showing your listing, and negotiating, right? So that's the overarching, most people probably already know that, but it goes deeper. What of those things do you need to do on a daily basis, back to consistency, do you have clarity, 100% clarity? on if I make X amount of calls, I'm gonna have X amount of contacts, that'll equal Y amount of appointments, which equals whatever the end goal is as far as closings in my pocket. Raise your hand if you know exactly the activity that you're supposed to do on a daily basis. How many, how, prospect, That's not. that's not, there's no clarity around that. How many calls are you making? How many contacts do you need to make? How many appointments do you need to set? How many of them need to show up? How many of them sign a buyer's agency or a listing agency? What's your, what's your fall through rate? What happens is we get focused on too much. Like we go wide. Growth isn't in width. Growth, growth is in depth. I want you guys to go deep on what you need to do day, daily. And I can get with Jim and help develop a system for this that I, that I use with my team that breaks it down daily, weekly, monthly, whatever timeframe you want on what my agents are supposed to do. Right. And so it breaks down what their average conversation rate is. It breaks down what their average appointment is, but they know every single day their focus is I'm going to win the day. And literally they pick one thing right now. Our theme is appointment set. I want to set more appointments and I have people say, well, what happens when they don't show up? I'm not worried about that right now. If you set them properly, they will show up. So let's focus on that. If they didn't show up, call them again and get them to show up again. Right? Like it's, but what happens is we focus on trying to be masters of everything. And so we don't do great at anything. So you need to break that down and I'll get with with Jim after this to uh, to help help him with kind of the insights of how I run my organization. But would it be helpful for you guys if you knew every single day, I'm supposed to make 15 calls, I'm supposed to talk to eight people? Yes. yes. Now you're not saying, oh, I'm supposed to prospect, right? Like, of course, we're all supposed to prospect. But let's put some numbers to that. Let's hold ourselves accountable to that standard. Literally, I have made my business a predictable business. We have a predictable real estate model. I know what each phone call is worth on my team per each agent, right? So there's a way to do that. Not to confuse you guys. Um, I'll get with Jim on how to do that on the back end. But I think that will help you guys on focusing on what you're supposed to do daily. Because here's what I've found before I developed that. Is that agents will be say, well, we'll prospect one hour a day is one of our cultural standards, right? To be a part of our team, you sign up that you're going to prospect a minimum of one hour a day. Well, I would just find that some people's prospecting in an hour were seven calls and some were 70. Right? Like we all fall into that trap. Well, I just had to research this and I had to do that. But you're doing yourself a disservice ultimately when you're doing that. You're letting yourself down and you're letting your family down because you didn't fulfill what that commitment should have been. So if we gain clarity around that, we can help you become more successful. Um, I have I have a lot of other notes here. I want to go a different direction. Do you guys have core values? What are they? Collaborative. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Professional. 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 <laughs> Risk takers. Nice. Intense. Intense. Wow. Love it. Raise your hand honestly if you know them by heart. That's kudos to your leader. Great job, Jim. That's awesome because if you don't have core values, you don't have guardrails to lead an organization. Those are developed to protect you, your culture, your environment, and your future. So make sure you follow them. So mine, I my, we have an acronym for ours. It's Ready. R e a d i i relationships, education, discipline, accept responsibility. Sorry, I did that backwards. I don't know how to spell. We start over. Relationships, education, accept responsibility, discipline, initiative, integrity. And there's a hidden word inside of integrity. Anybody want to guess what that is? Great. Oh, you are on the ball today. You're on the ball today. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, so, guys, here's, here's what I will tell you. The number one determining factor that I have seen in real estate agents across the country, being blessed and being in some amazing rooms of very high-performing individuals. I'm talking thousands and thousands of transactions a year, billions and billions of dollars. The number one factor we all agree on that determines if a real estate agent will be successful, it's grit. You guys think some grit is going to be needed in this market? yeah. Are you willing to get your hands dirty? Willing to put in the work that it's going to take? Because here's what I will tell you. If you put in the work now, there is a light at the end of that tunnel. And at the end of that tunnel, guys, I'm telling you, it becomes easy. Do you think I had 400 people calling me to do business when I first started? No, it's hard to push that snowball up that hill. But guess what? There's a top of the hill and then it rolls down by itself. And as it rolls down, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Right now, we've got a steep-ass hill to push that snowball up. It's going to take a lot of work. But guess what? As steep as it is is up, it's just as steep down. God will be the one to put in that work. All right. um, So this goes with accountability, too, is control the controllables. You can't change what you don't own. Accept responsibility is one of our core values. I own every outcome in my life, every single one. I accept responsibility for it. You know why? Puts me in control. If I don't own it. So let's say that I, I don't know, something happens with this Zoom, right? And it, the Zoom meeting goes out, right? Well, that wasn't my fault, but there's probably something I could have done to prepare better, to make sure that wasn't going to happen. Instead of pointing the finger and saying, damn it, Jim, why did the zoom go out? <laughs> I'm going to say shit, man, I'm sorry. I should've got, I should've jumped on five minutes early, figured out what problems we could have had to help troubleshoot that before we jumped on. Right. that's just a real life example. And if we, you can live your life that way, it's so refreshing because just admitting guilt or admitting that you had a part in the problem Number one, talk about de-escalating any situation, 100%. But also, if you don't own it, you can't change it. Are there things in your life you guys want to change? Yes or no? Raise your hand if you want to change some things in your life. You can't change it if you don't own it. I own every single outcome. That comes back to accountability, right? So part of your guys' theme, what's your theme for, for this event? Somebody tell me. Swim to the <laughs> Swim to the boat. Does anybody know any agents that are just waiting for that lifeline to be thrown? Yes. You got to take that action, right? That lifeline's not coming if you're just waiting for it. If you start swimming towards the boat, people start seeing you and start throwing the lifelines, right? You got to take some action. So there's a... I told, uh, I told Leanne I was going to do a different spin on uh, swim to the boat. My spin is burn the boats, get rid of the boats. I'm going to do my best not to butcher this story, but there's a story It's back in it takes place in like the 1400s. It's back when uh conqueror was the Instagram model, right? Everybody was a conqueror. I don't know. That was just a title. Everybody, everybody you knew was a conqueror. Um, and so there was some conqueror on an Island, That was unconquerable, like he was undefeated. All these armies, militias everywhere came by boat to try to attack this army. All of them lost year after year after year after year. Then all of a sudden, this one fearless leader says, guys, we're going. Gives this big inspirational speech to his entire crew. They all get fired up halfway there. They stop and realize they're getting ready to go to war, right? They're probably going to die because everybody else did. And they say, oh, are you sure we want to go? Like, I don't think we want to do this anymore. Like this, this crew started splitting, saying this is a death sentence, we're not going. He stood up, front of basically had a meeting in front of this crew, right? He said three words. Burn the boats. Burn the boats. His crew, was like, what in the hell are you talking about? Burn the boats. Well, if you have zero options, because if we leave this island, we're leaving on their boats. We didn't come here to take part. We came here to take over. We came here for a reason. So I'm eliminating any excuse of us not, not winning here. If we, we're we going to win or we're going to die trying. If we leave this island, we're leaving on their boats, not ours. Burn the boats. porches hopefully. whole fleet. Guess what? They won. They were understaffed. They were undersized. There's no reason they should have won. Because of their mentality, because they had zero options. They took over the island. What are your boats in your life that you need to burn? They're excuses, lack of accountability. Something is getting in your way, whether it's real estate related, whether it's relationships, whether it's with your family, with your spouse, there is some kind of boat that is getting in your way of what you know you're capable of. Darn the boats, zero options. If it's truly that important to you, if you want to be successful in this business, you have to be willing to go all in. Too many people are too casual. They don't have intention. I'm all in, or I don't do it. That's my mentality so much. So I have a brand that is designed to help real estate agents called all or nothing in real estate. If I'm going to do it, I don't just dip my toe in the water. I jump in with both feet, or I don't do it at all. How many of you have that mentality on your prospecting? If I'm going to prospect, I'm not, I'm not literally when I was in the field, I haven't sold a house in three years. When I was in the field, my promise to my family was I'm not coming back to the cave without some food. That food was an appointment. If I did not set an appointment that day, I'm not coming back. There are some nights that I can't midnight with my tail between my legs. Guess what happened the next two weeks because of that momentum three and four appointments. I could take off at noon the next week and take my kids to the park. Right. Because of the momentum I built because of that mentality of all or nothing. What is your version of Burn the Boats? Um. Let's see, how much time do I got left? As much as you need. All right, there's a couple quotes, and I'll, I'll end on this stuff. So there's a couple quotes that I want to share with you guys that go along with life happens for me, not to me. The market is happening for me and not to me. The worst that happens to you can be the best thing for you if you don't let it get the best of you. The worst that happens to you can be the best thing for you if you don't let it get the best of you. Seriously, how many times does something bad happen and we play the victim? Well, that's not fair. Life isn't fair. Get over it. If you don't own it, you can't change it. Right? Right. Like when you live life on the other side, it's way easier because I'm in control of everything. I'm kind of a control freak. So it works out, but I'm in control of every outcome in my life because I accept responsibility for it. Um, This market right now it's separation season, the 30% or the 10%, which one are you going to be? I promise you, you will see this in your own market. Mark my words. Put it on your calendar for two years from now. There will be zeros in your market that become heroes. There will be heroes that disappear and become zeros. It's going to happen. It happens every time something shifts, every time something normalizes. The separation season, be excited. Anyone can win in this market. Not everyone will, but anyone can. You can do it. I have faith in you. I have faith in your leader. I have faith in the way that you guys showed energy to me when I jumped on here. You guys can do it, right? You guys got this. I feel the fire in your belly. But nobody can do the work for you. You can't delegate your push-ups, right? Time When times get tough, it's time to get tougher. Put in the work, and I promise you, you will see the result. See if there's anything else here I wanted to hit on. I'll, I'll end on this. You guys ever heard time management before? Like, is that anything Jim's ever taught you guys on? Manage your time better, right? Well, sorry, Jim, but you can't manage your time better. Cause we all have the same 24 hours in a day. I don't get more time than anybody else. What I can manage are the choices that I make and what I choose to do with that time. So instead of time management, call it choice management. Because again, you are in control of your choices of what you do with that time.